We're going to begin that show with visiting with Father John Ricardo. Father John, are you with us? I am. How are you doing, Padre? I'm good. It's good to talk to you again. We we talked, I think, briefly at one point because you, as you have been preparing to come to our wonderful diocese for the summit. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourselves, yourself, Father, before we begin the topic. Yeah, I'm so I'm a priest of uh, the Archdiocese of Detroit, been ordained uh, 23 years. Um, grew up, born, and raised here in uh, in Michigan, beautiful downtown Detroit, where my office is right now. Um, was a pastor for the last 15 years, and then um, about a, seven, eight months ago or so, the Archbishop here in Detroit was gracious enough to uh, say yes to a proposal that I made to him to create a nonprofit organization called Acts 29, which uh, is one of these new voices stepping into the space in the Church that's just kind of passionate about priestly and parish renewal. So I run this organization now with a small team of four other brothers and sisters, uh, just some great fo- folks, and uh, we kind of travel around the country as itinerant missionaries. It's kind of one of the reasons why I'm coming to you guys. Um, some of us are coming to you guys, actually, um, to share the gospel and to try to communicate what we feel like the Lord's put on our hearts uh, is what we would call essential principles for parish renewal, as opposed to methodologies and whatnot. So that's a thumbnail on me. That's um, that, that's that's really interesting to listen to that. Uh, you're going to be giving, uh, as I understand it, three talks here at our summit. Our summit is uh, an annual gathering that we have here in the Diocese of Rapid City this year. It's in September. Um, tell us a little bit about, kind of walk us through the, the presentations, you know, at the beginning and then the middle and then at the end. Yeah, sure. First of all, please, you know, if you're listening, please pray that uh, the Holy Spirit will just anoint this time together, and that it'll, it'll really bear the fruit that God wants to to bring about in our lives. So the, the easiest way to explain this would be something like this. I don't think, my, my experience is most people, and I would have put myself in this category too, and including many priests, um, we don't step back often enough and just catch the big picture of the story. So, what what actually is the gospel? So Paul talks about in Romans. He says, you know, the the gospel is power. The, the Greek word there is the word for dynamite. But the gospel, and he's not talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He's talking about the proclamation of what it is that God has done for us in Jesus. That's not experienced as power by most people. And I think one of the reasons is Catholics rarely hear in a condensed, concise fashion, what we technically call the kerygma, which is just a big fancy Greek word for proclamation. So uh, oftentimes, these last few weeks, I've been just joining some friends of mine and celebrating with them since I'm not a pastor anymore. So I have more time to look at the people in the pews and just kind of observe. And the, the expressions on lots of our faces is something like somebody who wakes up, you know, like chapter 83 of a novel but I have no idea I'm in a novel. I don't know what the title of the novel is. I don't know who the author is, and I don't know what it's about. We just we just kind of go through life. And the result of that, in terms of our faith, is we mistakenly think that the Gospel's just news. But the Gospel isn't just news. The Gospel's extraordinary news. It's, it's life-changing news. Once you, once you grasp why I'm here, where I'm going, how to get there, what God's done for me, that, that Jesus isn't just kind 
and loving and patient. He is all those things, to be sure. He's also absolutely unconquerable. And once you get clear on how the world went off the rails and what God did to put it back on the rails, then it just makes it clear that the only logical response is to surrender your life to God and to go tell everybody you can about the one who you've come to know has rescued you, and you want to be an instrument and an agent to help rescue them as well. That, that might be how I would summarize the, the, the gist of what we're going to try to unpack in that day. Oh, that really sounds exciting. Um, so, so let's just take the the three talks and and kind of break that apart just a little bit more. We don't we don't want to give everybody we don't want to sell the whole store. We want to get people to come, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, start at the beginning. What do we learn about ourselves, and what do we know about ourselves through creation, which is the first of the talks that you give? Yeah. So the the reason for the three words is so the charisma is a. The gospel's huge, right? So you've you got to try to find a way to synthesize all of this in a way that's repeatable. And so for me, it's really four words. It's created, captured, rescued, and then response. So the three words, created, captured, rescued, that's the summary of the gospel that, as I try to present it anyway. So with each of these, you're asking for a very specific grace, much like St. Ignatius would encourage you when you're, when you're going to pray, you just ask the Lord, Lord, give me this grace as I meditate on these truths or mysteries or scriptures right now. And the grace that you pray with created is um, wonder. And, and the easiest way to explain that would be the universe, we don't even know how big the universe is, right? So it's roughly 46 billion light years across. So you and I, you know, when we pray every day, if you're like me anyway, you get an image in your mind of God. But whatever the image is, it's wrong. It's wrong simply because God is so much bigger, more enormous, beyond my comprehension than I can ever grasp. And yet that God who made this universe without any effort whatsoever, the one creature that he's most concerned about, that he most loves, is me and you. And so most of us, you know, like when we pray... We're trying to make sure that God knows what's going on in our life, which is really kind of silly. Like, so the universe that, that he made is so big, God knows what's going on in my life, and he can handle it, you know? And so to just kind of sit with and soak in the truth that um, God's eye is on me, and he loves me, uh, brings tremendous wonder and awe. That, that's, the, that's the good news, right? So that, that might sound nice. That leads to the second word, though. And the second word is, well, if, Father, if that's the case, how come my life is so screwed up? How come my mom's got cancer? How come I got cancer? How come my child died? How come whatever's going on in the world is going on? What's that? Go ahead. Uh, we're, yeah, so, um, that's right. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so that, that, that gets us into, so how did everything go so wrong? And we really try to unpack here what we might call the bad news. And I would argue that you, you can't grasp just how good the good news is until you really are overwhelmed by how bad the bad news is. And that's the word captured. So we're just going to try to unpack that. Who is it that uh, tempted man and woman at the beginning of our race? And what was the gist of his temptation? And what's his plan? 
and what is this enslavement that is uh, experienced by all of us in different ways in our lives. So we'll try to unpack that a little bit. You know, it's going to lead to the third word. Father Carter, so take anything did God do about it? Yeah, well, just take a, a, a just a brief break and let people know if they're just joining us that they're listening to Father John Ricardo, who is preparing to come to uh, Rapid City to um, in, invite us into an appreciation of the good news of our salvation, um, and uh, by sharing with us a synopsis of the three talks he's giving. Giving so you just uh, talked about the second one, and now you were going to move into the third talk, Father Ricardo. Yeah, so the third one is uh, is rescued. And so the, the easiest way for me to... I'll, I'll give you a little teaser, and then we'll unpack this on the day. So um, if I was to show you a picture of the Allies landing at D-Day, and I asked you, what are they doing there? You would immediately answer, right? Yes. So well, they're, they're there to fight. Yeah. If, if I show you a picture of Jesus lying in a manger, and I ask you, why has he come? I don't know that we would as quickly give an answer. And we certainly, and certainly argue, wouldn't. Yeah, we certainly wouldn't say he came to fight. And looking at him in the manger, yeah, you would. Right. Yes. I think that's the that's the that's the insight that I feel like the Lord has just impressed on me more and more, which I think is actually really significant for men, because men, once a man, especially, comes to know that Jesus is Lord, and that he's not just kind, he is kind, blessed be he, but he's not just. Kind. He's come to rescue and to fight for his creation that he loves, that he made in his own image and likeness, and he's done it in a most extraordinary way, as we'll try to unpack on that day. Then, as a man especially, because I can only speak as a man, um, all of a sudden it rouses me to follow him like I never have before. Mm-hmm. Wow. This this sounds very exciting. It's... <clears throat> it's um something that will be i think will be a, a great blessing to our to our diocese tell us a little bit about um um the the summit if you can i mean uh, um what you know about that in terms of how it's going to unfold yeah well you know much more than me brother um i keep getting i'm talking back and forth with shauna she's been wonderful and just trying to pass off information i think what i would say is we're really excited just to to be with everybody to to try to let the the scriptures um, just soak all around us so that we can experience anew, all of us, right? Because these things aren't supposed to be things that we learn. They're things that we are just overwhelmed by and then go out and share. So we're looking forward to just being with everybody and seeing what God does and hopefully sending us out with a renewed understanding of just what it is that Jesus has accomplished and then eager to go tell others and bring them with us back to church. Because the one longing to be loved yep. and that's what the gospel is all about, right? I mean, the basic message of the gospel is you are far, far, far more important than you ever imagined. You're worth Mm. dying for to God. Beautiful. This is, yeah, this is really exciting. Um, um, The the summit... Uh, the summit is uh, cost twenty five dollars for individuals or fifty for a whole family. Um, there's more information on how you can register on www.catholicwayoflife.org, <clears throat> www.catholicwayoflife.org, or call the office of stewardship at six zero five seven one six. 5214-605-716-5214, extension two two, uh, excuse me two three three, and the registration for. Um, 
uh, for the youth track is September 15th, the deadline for that. So, Father Ricardo, thank you for being with us. We appreciate very much your time. We've got to move on, but we are looking so forward to having you here for the summit um, um, here in the Diocese of Rapid City. Thanks very much. God bless you guys. Thank you. You bet. And just wanted to remind you, the summit is the 28th, beginning at 10 a.m. at Terra Sancta Retreat Center.